The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, attorneys at law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kabalik. It is finally Friday the 9th, and you are tuned in to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, a full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs. Family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation, they provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. Marsha, uh, before we get into the seriousness uh, of the show today, how are you doing? I think the seriousness of the day is kind of, this is the second Friday in a row. We've just had gut-wrenching news, yeah. um, you know, usher us into the weekend. And um, if you've been listening to our news product today, um, you know, Martinsburg Mayor Harriet Johnson uh, passed away yesterday. She had been hospitalized uh, July 4th for an undisclosed medical condition. She'd been sent over to, she'd been sent over to Inova Fairfax um, Mayor Harriet Johnson <clears throat> on Sunday and uh, passed away yesterday. the The announcement came yesterday evening at the uh, count, uh, the city council meeting. Our Al Gage was there, uh, talked to Ken Sarah, the city attorney, and uh, you know it, Al was saying it just a pall cast over the meeting. There was you know prayer and and it, the whole meeting shifted. Ca- uh, the council agenda items didn't happen. That's going to get tabled that big uh, third reading that was proposed for the zoning ordinance. And that's a story for another day. But so we shifted our focus here on Panhandle Live today. And thankfully, John Unger has sat in these seats before. Uh, we had him already scheduled. <laughs> Welcome in uh, 16th District State Senator John Unger. Uh, good morning. Good morning, uh, Marsha and Jordan. Well, thank you for being on. Thanks for being uh, flexible. I know we were going to talk about some other things, but uh, when I contacted you and said, look, you know, we, we, we're going to shift the focus, you were like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you knew uh, Mayor Johnson, and I know you've got some thoughts. Yeah, well, of course, Mayor Johnson, Harriet, uh, to all of us, um, uh, she, uh, it, it's just a real shock um, as far as her loss. And, and of course, our Thoughts and prayers go out to her husband Tom, who's a dear friend of mine as well, and and of course the family and all of Martinsburg. And um, you know Harriet, um, to me, she was definitely a joyful ambassador. Um, she, um, as as I many people would say, she never met a stranger. I mean, she she just met people that she hadn't got to know yet. Um, she really loved people. And and I didn't and you know that's very rare in in public service today. Um, she definitely wasn't trying to do it for the power or the the fame or you know as far as running for office. She just felt that it was a way for her to get out to meet people to help them, and uh, she just loved to be around it. I mean, uh, she'd be at every event. Um, you know, she's she was instrumental in doing a lot uh, for that for the train station. Uh, the roundhouse, um, 
even prior to her ever getting into elected office. She volunteered quite a bit and um, so did Tom with the Lions Club and other groups. And I just, you know, one of the things when she first thought about running for city council, we had talked about that and, and her whole focus was, uh, she said, John, I just want to do more. I just want to be able to be in a, in, a, in a position where I could help people more and do more for the city of Martinsburg. And I think it's been said a number of times that um, I don't know of anyone that loved the city of Martinsburg and the residents uh, more than Harriet Johnson. Um, and it's just fairly a shock, and it's heart-wrenching to hear. But, but in her short tenure as the first female mayor, uh, she accomplished a lot. I mean, uh, she um, worked on the uh, you know the Shenandoah, the renovations of the, the Shenandoah project, the hotel project. Um, uh, also, she you know had implemented the mo- mobile parking aspects and and um, the train station as well as uh, I saw where the repairing and repaving a lot of our streets. Um, so even. As she took office back in August, um, she hit the ground running. If you watched her on Facebook, I think she visited every business, every maybe every resident, <laughs> and, uh, and and took pictures and and just one of the things. If, if there was anything, all that side, she accomplished where she put pride and hope. Uh, back into uh, the residents of the city of Martinsburg in during a time of a pandemic when people were desperately looking for something like that. And she was out there with her mask. Um, and um, so it, I'm, I'm just so heartbroken like you all. Again, we're speaking with the news. Again, we're speaking with 16th District State Senator John Unger, uh, and I mean, I was only uh, able to meet her a handful of times in person and on the phone. And one of the things, and you want this from you know a public figure, a mayor, a councilman, uh, you want them to be you know a cheerleader. But sometimes you don't necessarily get you know all of that from uh, whoever the elected official is. But it seemed with uh, Mayor Harriet Johnson that she was absolutely a believer in Martinsburg, a cheerleader for Martinsburg, and it was uh, impressive to see how she went about doing that. Yeah, absolutely. And so the the idea here is, um, you know, we we grieve for our loss, uh, we mourn. Um, but the one thing also is we celebrate her life as well. I mean, the idea there is what what can we learn from Harriet? And um, you know, she had disagreements. Um, there was times she got mad. I, I've seen her get mad. But you know, the bottom line is her compassion, uh, her enthusiasm, her energy. Uh, never, it, it, it always overtook her in the sense that uh, she just loved people. And regardless if she got mad at you or not, um, you know, she got over it, she moved on, you know, and and, uh, and just really continued to treat people like resources versus objects and, uh, or recipients. You know, she wasn't doing things for people um, necessarily or doing things to people. But she would always come along. You know, I think that was her theme, come along with me, uh, doing things with people, which was an empowering aspect of approach, which I very much respected. And if there's something we can learn, you know, both in the elected arena or even just, you know, citizens, just people, is how do we treat each other? Are we going to treat each other like objects where we do things to each other? 
Are we going to treat each other like recipients where we do things for each other? Or are we going to be like Harriet Johnson where we do things with people? We treat them like resources by doing things with people. And that's what she did. Come along with me. You know, let's do it. And and she would come along right beside and not do it for them or do it, do it to them. But she'd say, I'll do it with you. Let's get it done. And there are pancakes, you know, different breakfast things I've been to. She would go back in the kitchen after, you know, and start cooking. And, and even though, you know, just to help out everywhere, she, she just was there. And, and, um, anyhow, that's, if, if you want to learn something from someone's life, um, that's something I think we all need to take away from and remember Harriet and, 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 and practice it in our lives in what she was able, the spirit that she put forward uh, in our community. And um, and that's how she lives, is if we can adopt that type of Harriet Johnson spirit in our life, um, you know, that that's where she'll live on. And she changed, that's how you change a culture, that's how you change a community and bring and, and bring unity back to a community. Again, we're speaking with 16th District State Senator John Unger, uh, remembering Martinsburg Mayor Harriet Johnson, uh, who was a pivotal in her uh, short term, was a pivotal a pivotal uh, person here in the city of Martinsburg and the surrounding area. I mean, she, of course, was worried about, you know, the infrastructure stuff, the important, you know, uh, nuts and bolts of local government. But uh, she always turned it, the conversation, to beautifying Martinsburg, how beautiful the city is, how beautiful the people uh, in the city are. And as you said, I think that's something we should all take uh, and put forth, you know, in our day-to-day lives as well. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, Jordan, you really hit on something. So, you know, the beautification of a community such as Martinsburg isn't just about infrastructure or the facades on buildings or, you know, renovations or road paving. You know, she definitely concerned herself about that. But she went even deeper where the beautification about, about a community, the people, you know, how people treat each other, how people interact. I mean, you can have the best-looking roads and the best-looking buildings and the cleanest streets and, you know, all that type there. But if people don't treat each other well and there's that discontent and anger and, you know, the lack of civility, it's not a beautiful community. It's a facade. But Harriet went beyond that. She said the way to be a beautiful, you know, the, the idea of her life for me she lived it where, yeah, we got to do these things to keep our community clean and put and be on the outside, but it's equally important to be beautiful on the inside. And so she modeled that. She modeled that for, for all of us in how to approach that. And see, sometimes I think that's where we miss it. I mean, we do get caught up in policy and talking, you know, talking about policies and procedures and all that stuff, you know, instead of talking about people. And and so Harriet brought it back to the people all the time, you know, it reminded us that beauty is, um, is deeper than just the skin, you know, it goes, it's internal. And so I, I'm hoping that, you know, with her, with with the loss is that, you know, that we carry that spirit forward because I think she did start uh, something, as she said, something big's going to happen here in Martinsburg. You know, when she took office, you know, uh, and um, and I, I, she started that. She started, and if we can continue that spirit 
things, big things are going to happen in Martinsburg. No question about it. Our guest this morning, 16th uh, District State Senator John Unger. You know, I remember when you were getting into politics, young, I, idealistic, a um, little innocent. Uh, and, uh, you know, the years change a person, I'm sure. Were you surprised that Harriet Johnson took the step to get into city council, into the, the mayor's race, and that she did as well as she did? Well, I was surprised that she decided to get into politics way, you know, when she started on the town council or city council, just because you know she 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 wasn't political. Um, as a matter of fact, I don't think she really liked so-called "quote unquote" politics. Um, however, her drive and her spirit was: look, you know, I want to I want to be able to be in a, a position where I can help the people the most. Where can I make the greatest impact in, in, in doing that? And that's why she she first ran for office um, and then later decided um, to go for mayor as far as when George Karras uh, retired and, and she felt that, you know, she wanted to carry on that spirit. Um, is doing well? No, I, I am not surprised that um, Harriet, she she's always been – out and about and, and involved in different civic organizations. Um, you know, I know she served on Main Street, the board. She's also was on the Martinsburg Housing Authority. I think a host of other things. She would go to meetings, even if she wasn't a member of it, uh, Habitat for Humanity. Um, and took pictures she, everywhere she went. <laughs> she loved, well, well, but the way she, the reason she did that is because she knew that made people happy. You, you ever... You know, it's hard to frown when someone's getting ready to take your picture. <laughs> That's a good point. No, it's, it's, you know what I'm saying? Can I take your picture? I mean, if you, even if you're having a bad day and you say, hey, can I take your picture? They'll, they'll crack a smile. And if you do crack a smile, you start feeling good about it. Huh. And she felt that that was kind of an indirect way to get people happy. And then posting those pictures, people love seeing their picture in the paper or on Facebook or something, you know, in a, in a positive way. Um, she just felt that that brought joy to him. Again, and, we're, you know, anyhow, I'll, go ahead. Uh, sorry to interrupt you, but again, we're speaking with 16th uh, District State Senator uh, John Unger. Unfortunately, we have to go to a break, but uh, thank you for calling in and sharing, you know, some of your memories, some of your stories about uh, Mayor Harriet Johnson. Well, thank you for lifting her up today and, and having this conversation and, and being able to celebrate her life. We'll Absolutely. catch up with you next week, okay? Okay, thank you. Take, Take care. care. All right, Bye. stick around for more here on Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live, the voice of the Panhandle. Here are your hosts, Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, a full-service law firm, Spring, West Virginia, and Maryland. You can visit their new historic location at 224 West King Street in downtown Martinsburg. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Icewarner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. And uh, earlier, before the break, we had 16th District State Senator John Unger on uh, to talk about you know his memories, his thoughts, his, uh, uh, I guess, happy... Um, tidbits to share about uh, the late inspiration and inspiration thank you about the late uh, martinsburg mayor harriet johnson and that's kind of where the show is going today and we have uh, our next guest joining us on the phone it's stacy roan from the boys and girls club of the eastern panhandle how you doing this morning thanks for calling in hi good morning i i am well i i could be better but um yeah this news was definitely a shocker 
Well, I was I was reading a social media post that you put out last night about the impact that she had, and um, you know, it's it's amazing. I don't think people go through life and they really think about how what they do and say might impact other folks. Uh, and you always talk about finding your person and all of that, but she really personally inspired you and did a lot for the Boys and Girls Club as well. Absolutely, she was she was an amazing friend, not and not just to the club, but to me as as a director and you know someone who she wasn't just a cheerleader for the city um she she was really a cheerleader for people she wanted to see people at their best and if she could be a part of that and help then she was she was definitely a great helper and connector what are some of the things the actual material uh or examples of ways that she helped the Boys and Girls Club in Martinsburg? Well, quietly, she and Tom um, would always get snacks for our kids during our summer program. We would um, we would provide breakfast and lunch, but we were starting to notice that our kids were really, um, they were really tired at the, at the end of a long day and needed a little snack. And she would just appear with, with snacks for the kids or... Um, if it was something that she knew I needed in the community, she was great about connecting us with Walmart and um, some of the some of the businesses downtown that could help us with whatever whatever we needed. Um, I'm going to miss that because it it was not uncommon to see her out and say, "Hey, we're going to go do this," and um, and and we did. We just kind of drop things where they were and said, let's, let's go meet with this person or let's go tell this person about the club and the good stuff that's going on there. Yeah, um, she, yeah. was, she was like a board member um, in action. Um, definitely that person that helped to get us out in the community and make sure people knew what we were doing. Yeah, I mean, uh, before the break, we were speaking with uh, Senator John Unger, and uh, one of the things that he really kept uh, reiterating on was how much he liked to help, you know, the people of Martinsburg. And uh, as mayor, I mean, you don't really get uh, to see those things. You know, us in the general public, you just see, you know, the main figurehead things. But, you know, the things that she quietly did, like helping you guys with snacks or uh, just going to a local, you know, uh, uh, garden or things like that to help out is uh, truly impressive and uh, is something that, I mean, as you just said, is going to be truly missed. And it didn't matter the age. I mean, she helped our littlest people, and um, and I'm I'm so grateful that that she was a bright light in our community. You know, I'm looking at the at the post you put out under the uh, Boys and Girls Club of the Eastern Panhandle, but it's your personal post, and a lot of great pictures featured. One of them, Harriet in pink with this huge pink purse in front of angel <laughs> oh, wings, and it is yeah. just on a day like today that's so appropriate. I. I, I have no doubt where she is, mm. um, and I'm, I'm sure <laughs> I, I'm sure she had to make sure that um, that upon Tom's arrival, whenever that may be, that you know she's already made a, a, a boatload of friends and <laughs> has, has a big party and a parade ready to go. Wow. Um, well, and and, it, and, you and fe- I hope that party and parade is going to be there for me. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she considered you a friend as well, and that would be uh, appropriate. It, it seemed as though, and you know, I only knew her a brief time on a professional level because we had her on the show, but she was one of those people who had the unique unique ability to make you feel as though she was your friend. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. And and sometimes your only friend and um and and that was that was the the neat thing about Harriet. She you know, she could be in a room full of people and every single one of those people felt like, you know, she's my friend. She's she's here to, you know, to spend time with me. Um but she she certainly made made it a, a sport almost to um to just show love. I think that's probably her greatest. <laughs> Again, we're speaking with Stacy Rowan of the Boys and Girls Club of the Eastern Panhandle. Uh, now, unfortunately, we have to be getting to a break uh, here directly. But uh, since we are speaking no. with you and you are with the Boys and Girls Club of the Eastern Panhandle, uh, I guess on a little bit of a different note, uh, do you have anything big going on at the Boys and Girls Club for this summer? We do. We um, we opened our summer program back up. With, we're at half capacity in all three counties, but we're serving close to 100 children every day. So um, it's it's definitely uh, exciting to get back to normal. And then um, and, and I'd love to come and talk with you a little bit. We have Tony Caridi coming in on August the 13th for Inside the Huddle with um, Tony Caridi, and that event is our outdoor tailgate party to um, kind of preempt the, the, the tailgating season um, and talk about WVU sports. So we'll have to get you in, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank well, you um, all so much. Thank and, you for. Thanks for being on. What a on. blessing that you are you are providing by just sharing sharing all the good that Harriet did. So thank you for that. Again, speaking with Stacy Rowe of the Boys and Girls Club of the Eastern Panhandle. Again, thank you for calling in and sharing you know your thoughts and memories of the late uh, Martinsburg Mayor Harriet Johnson. Thank you. Take you care. Have a great day. You, you too. too. And stick around for more here on Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm, Spring, West Virginia, and Maryland. Uh, you can visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Warner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. If you missed any of the show so far, uh, you can listen back to it, of course, on our Panhandle Live Facebook page a little bit later on today. But we had 16th District State Senator John Unger on and also uh, Stacey Roan of the Boys and Girls Club of the Eastern Panhandle to talk you know, about their memories of the late Martinsburg Mayor Harriet Johnson and our next guest is uh, also joining us on the line, and it is Martinsburg City Manager Mark Baldwin. Mark, how are you doing this morning? Good morning. Thank you. Thanks for for coming in. And um, I can't imagine what you and, and the other folks in city government are dealing with today because you've you know, lost a friend but also a colleague and someone that um, you know presumably you were depending on working with for the next several years. Uh, absolutely. Um, obviously a very you know, sad um, disheartening evening last night with the news uh, about the mayor's passing as we were you know just getting ready to begin our meeting and and obviously we made that announcement and, and canceled the meeting uh, directly at that time but uh, it's been a pretty tough week in general you know since the mayor's illness um, you know and, and obviously yesterday was not a real good day or a good evening and we greatly appreciate the, the outpouring of support from the community already uh, in the comments uh, regarding you know Mayor Johnson, um, we all know that she uh, had Martinsburg at her heart, and she loved this town, and and, and she was our cheerleader. So, uh, as city manager, you have a, a pretty strong relationship, you know, with the council, of course, and of course uh, the mayor. So, in her short, you know, time as mayor of Martinsburg, how was your uh, working relationship? Was she easy to work with? Was she as easy to work with as she was to talk to? 
Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, the mayor was an at-large council person for four years, so she was, you know, she was in tune with the governmental process and the projects and the initiatives and the workings and policy procedures of the, of the council in general. So, you know, we saw the mayor all the time over the past four years in and out of city hall and events and so forth. Um, so the transition of her becoming mayor was was really just her, you know, learning the, the the chairmanship of running meetings and and her really wanting to get involved in, in other activities. Um, immediately, she became you know a board member of the development authority and most recently appointed to Main Street Board. Um, she was the chair of the housing authority for several uh, months, a couple years. Um, so she was really, really entrenching herself um, with those mayoral duties, doing a great job. You know, I think you've got a unique perspective, having been. Um the city manager for a number of years. You've seen a lot of uh, folks who've dipped their toes into politics walk through those doors uh, in and out in a, in a variety of different capacities. Um, was it surprising to you when Harriet Johnson went into politics, into, into local politics? No, it's never surprising. Um, every four years there's an election process, and you start hearing things, you know, like six months to a year ahead of time, who may be interested in, in running for council or mayor. And, of course, you know, that February time frame, there's that month sign-up process uh, leading up to the election. Um, so when, you know, when, when the, the mayor announced four or five years ago she wanted to be an at-large council person, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, her involvement in the community and, you know, knowing knowing several of the council members and coming to meetings and representing different boards and commissions and, and Main Street at that point, that did not surprise me of, of her interest of be, being more involved. You know, it's interesting, too, from this perspective, watching how she handled us in the media as well. I remember having you guys uh, via phone. We were getting ready to have a, a horrific snow event. Mm. And um, she managed to have that lilt in her voice and remain positive about snow removal in the city. Oh, she was very positive, and you, you, you all know the mayor very well, uh, very upbeat, always positive. Um, she loved the social media aspect of getting the word out and promoting and marketing the city. Um, she was great at that. Um, obviously, was raw, raw when she was you know, the at-large council person, particularly Main Street. She loved her downtown and her events. Um, so she was always you know, very positive and always had a great outlook. Um, she worked very well with myself and the department heads and the employees in general. I mean, she would come into City Hall and you know, probably three or four days a week as mayor and check in, check the mail, talk to me, you know, get updates, what's going on, plan agendas. But she also made it a point as mayor to talk to the city staff and the city employees at City Hall, out in the field. Um, you saw several times she took pictures and, and posted them on her page and the city's page of our employees working in the field. Um, so very, very outgoing and, 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 and approachable. And I think the city employees love that. Again, we're speaking with City Manager Martinsburg City Manager Mark Baldwin, uh, and with the other uh, folks we've talked to this morning, uh, the, the pretty much every conversation wraps back around uh, to how much she loved, you know, beautifying Martinsburg and uh, you know the people of Martinsburg, and of course, you know, uh, with your job, of course, and uh, being mayor, you got to worry about you know infrastructure and uh, different things along those lines, snow removal, you know, uh, new water lines and things. But uh, the intra or not the interesting thing, but the impressive thing to me was how she always brought it back, you know, to the people of say. Mar of downtown Martinsburg or Main Street Martinsburg? Absolutely. Um, she had a few pet projects, and I can remember when she was on council and then becoming mayor, um, the gateway um, signs, the wayfinding signs, the beautification, 
Um, she was very, very adamant and interested when that project would be completed for the community as a gateway signage and, and welcome to Martinsburg, um, which played into visit us, um, come downtown. Uh, she promoted those events. Um, she, 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 she promoted the train station corridor project whenever she could. Um, the next one she started to kind of start to promote was the North Queen Street underpass, which is a gateway to downtown. Uh, so she was very, very um, interested in, in those public improvement projects that, that allowed our downtown to grow um, for events and, and business um, interaction. Our guest this morning is City Manager Mark Baldwin as we reflect on the life and the legacy of uh, Harriet Johnson, the mayor who, uh, the first female mayor of Martinsburg who passed uh, yesterday. I wanted to ask you this question because I've been asked it. I don't deal in speculation, so I wanted to know if there was any official release of information regarding the nature of illness that she had and her sudden passing. No, that has not been released and probably won't be. I and mean, you're getting into the, you know, the personal matter between mm-hmm. family and so forth. So I do not believe that's been released. Completely respect that. Mm-hmm. Of course, Absolutely. had to ask the question because sure. I know a lot of people are are curious. Um, you'll hear stories, but we don't ever want to say something like that. That's just right. conjecture. Right. Absolutely. So, um, and, and the same on our part. So right. moving forward, we know that Al Gage was at the at the meeting last mm-hmm. night. He said, you know, there were people there ready to protest. Hmm. Um, and then he said the whole tone of the of the um, meeting changed when the the passing of the mayor was announced. There was uh, an agenda item, pretty important on the um, on the agenda that the mayor was actually a tiebreaker to get that you know mm. moving forward, and that is the zoning ordinance rewrite. The third reading was supposed to be last night. So what is the process moving forward there? Well, um, the third and final reading for the zoning ordinance was on the agenda last night. Um, we had a very small crowd um, in the in the audience that probably were going to speak under petitions again, um, not as large as they were in the past, uh, which they have a right to to attend those meetings and, and speak. Uh, so we probably would, you know, the third and final reading, I'd imagine, would have passed if it passed first and second, but you never know. Uh, that will just be placed on our next regular council agenda when we have a chance to regroup and, and get that meeting rescheduled. And any idea on the timeline for that? I I know this is probably rude of me to be asking this, but, you know, the city's business moves forward. Yes. um, We are in the process um, as we speak, and part of the reason why I couldn't join you in person today, uh, of trying to figure out the the next best available date that we can have immediately to, to have the discussion on the process of, you know, filling the mayor's vacancy, whatever that process is, and the city attorney will provide information at that meeting, what state code says, what our city charter says, and, and advise council on some of the options they have, and, and that'll be a council policy decision. Um, so we may have something here, you know, by the end of the morning to um, put out about a next meeting date. That's not finalized yet or set in stone, but as soon as we know something, we'll get that out in our news release to the media. And we really agenda. appreciate that. Of course, she was a year, essentially a year mm-hmm. into her term, um, how long did she have left? Was it a four-year term? Yes. So first year, I mean, elections were put off to about, what, August last year mm-hmm. because of COVID and so forth. But, yeah, ending her first year, and, and there have been three years left. That's right. So any idea reading the tea leaves if this is going to be an appointment or if there will be a special election? That, n- no idea. Okay. Um, until we get that meeting set and an agenda item set, um, you know, there's there's various options under state code, city code that the city attorney will have to advise and the council will have to discuss. So um, you're going to hear many, many probably suggestions and options out there. But until they hear from the city attorney, I would kind of have everybody just kind of hold tight until we have that meeting. 
appreciate you answering the questions. Yeah. It feels awkward asking yeah. them uh, on a day like <laughs> Very good question. Um, there, I mean, there's a process in place now as we speak um, under our charter. The city recorder um, acts as the mayor in his or her absence. So if we have documents to sign or, or decisions that the mayor would have to make, the, acting, the city recorder is acting in that capacity until such time as council meets and, and takes other action. Again, we're speaking with City Manager Mark Baldwin. And while we have you, uh, I guess I'll ask you the question, too. One of uh, Mayor Harry Johnson's big projects, as you said, was the Martin Street Corridor. Now, I get, I've get i been able to see kind of the whole process of that happening uh, just, you know, in the day-to-day, uh, I guess, workings. But um, how is that going? It has the process going. It looks like it's getting somewhat closer to being done. Yes. Uh, we're hoping in the next 30, you know, the 45 days or 60 days that that'll wrap up uh, the the actual project works moving very well we added some utility relocation with frontier and you know, potomac edison that they jumped in very quickly to work with the city to make the changes we wanted so we're kind of working with their schedule as well so it's all coming together you know mark uh, when someone leaves the scene like harriet johnson who was so involved had her hand in so many different things it really creates an absence in so many um, of the day-to-day dealings of a town like Martinsburg. You know, when you're talking about Fridays at 5 or any of the other, you know, the chili cook-off events, those kinds of downtown events, opening a new restaurant, there's going to be an empty chair for a while. Um, well, uh, talk, yeah. talk about how, you know, her absence is going to affect things. Well, absolutely. I mean, I think you're going to see for, you know, a, a long period of time until you get to transition and you never know, you know, the you never know the personality or the workings of a new mayor of what what they want to do and how they operate, so to speak. Um, you know, we we knew the mayor from day one that she was going to be very visible. Um, Hi, I'm your mayor. I'm at Main Street. I'm at this event. I'm at this ribbon cutting. And yes, I'm your mayor. I'm going to run this meeting and, and make important decisions. You know, such as in a committee meeting breaking a tie to move the zoning ordinance to the um, to a policy decision of the governing body. That was a very difficult decision and. And I think she, she made a very good decision you know, as the mayor, as shown leadership. Again, speaking with City Manager Mark Baldwin, thanks for calling in this morning and sharing some of your thoughts and memories about the, the late uh, Martinsburg Mayor Harriet Johnson because, uh, goodness, she was on such a great trajectory, and it's just so mm-hmm. sad to see it you know, end as it did. Yeah, and in closing, thank you all for your support, as always, in the communities. And, and, and again, you know, prayers and thoughts to Tom, her husband, as he's going through this process. Absolutely. Again, City Manager Mark Baldwin, thanks for calling in uh, and joining us a little bit this morning. Thank you. All right. And stick around for more here on Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, part of the Panhandle story for 75 years. Here are your hosts, Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs. Uh, you can visit our new historic location, 224 West King Street, downtown Martinsburg. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. If you've missed any of the show so far today, you can always listen back to it over on our Panhandle Live Facebook page a little bit later on uh, this morning, or I guess early afternoon. But if you've missed any, we had 16th District State Senator John Unger uh, on to talk about uh, for late May 
Mayor, uh, Martinsburg Mayor Harry Johnson. Also had Stacey Roan of the Boys and Girls Club of the Eastern Panhandle. And uh, just for the last break, we had City Manager Mark Baldwin on. And my goodness, there have been uh, some amazing things uh, that I've learned about, you know, Mayor Johnson because uh, we didn't really have a whole lot of time to, you know, get to know her other than on a professional level. Right. Insight from folks who've known her for years, yeah. served with her for years, and just saw, the tributes keep pouring in. I just saw a post from our friend Chief George Swartwood of the Martinsburg Police Department. Um, has a great picture, of course, posing with her. Um, <laughs> and uh, that seems to be the, the theme. People have these great pictures that she's taken with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it's going to be a hard slot to fill. Talk about big shoes. <sighs> Cute shoes, I'm sure, <laughs> but hard shoes to fill. Yeah, she was a, a very impressive lady in the you know just a few times I was able to meet her. I also have a picture uh, with me of of her with me of me with her uh, that I found of the on my two phone of you this together. Morning. Thank you uh, that I found this morning from uh, when they came in here last to uh, talk nice. about you know the town reopening. Which if you've missed any conversation, it's all kind of come back to how uh, big of a cheerleader she was for you know the city of Martinsburg and uh, how she was getting you know a bunch of new flowers brought in about the Martin Street corridor and things like that. So I uh, pulled out a little piece of the of our conversation last time her and City Manager Mark Baldwin came in uh, uh, in person to the studio, and it really I think showcased how you know excited she was. Uh, about Martinsburg. The city is uh, really going to be opening up, as we would say, and with music in the town square at 5 to 7, then the park will have theirs, and the city is purchasing through a landscaper. We will have flower pots on King and Queen. So I think we really are going to be opening up, and also uh, we're going to have a new website coming so that it'll be much more easier, like for you all, to see what we are doing and make it, and that's going to be coming soon. And also the, um, we will have city hall will be officially, well, we've always been open. Mm -hmm. People have had a misconception of that, but now you will be able to walk in as of June 1st. You could just tell how excited she was that the people were going to be out and about again. Uh, spring was coming. We were getting out of, you know, uh, COVID winter, if you will. And mm-hmm. uh, it, you, I think that kind of just embodies how excited she was about being mayor, uh, being mayor of Martinsburg and getting out uh, and helping, you know, keep uh, beautifying Martinsburg itself. And being present. She didn't mail it in. Uh-uh. She was there. She was there for the tiniest little storefront opening. She was excitedly talking about menu items from the little restaurants that she, <laughs> you know, was able to go to, ribbon cuttings, all of that. She was, um, you know, a mayor's mayor. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, gone too soon, that's for sure. She uh, did a lot of great stuff in the community, as we've learned today. Uh, again, speaking with Senator John Unger, Stacey Rome from the Boys and Girls Club, Eastern Panhandle, and City Manager Mark Baldwin. And uh, she just had, uh, the, skies was, the sky was the limit, uh, I think, with her, especially uh, being the mayor of Martinsburg. You could read more of the story. You can read the, the tribute from the city at our um, the package on Metro News, the story on Metro News, of course. Uh, speaking of stories, we've um, run some interviews with Sheriff Nathan Harmon, it looks like there is there's some movement. Uh, Governor Justice has uh, directed state police to up their patrols in uh, all construction areas, particularly the area of, of I-81. And um, so I've put together a little package with, uh, with our conversation with Sheriff Nathan Harmon about last week's um, accident. And on a little bit of a lighter note, speaking Mm of I-81, there was a new development yesterday about a, uh, I guess you can call call her a local celebrity. Right. A lot of people saw these goats on I-81 and they got really worried that they get run over. There were two goats, a male and a female. One, the male got rescued. Well, yesterday, a post came through from the Poplar Spring Animal Sanctuary in Maryland that after living for more than a year under the I-81 bridge at the CNO Canal in Williamsport, Nini, as they've named her, has been rescued. 
sent to the animal animal sanctuary. They thanked folks they called the goat busters who have traveled for months over there to feed her and gain her trust. Awesome. What a great name for a uh, goat, Nini. Nini. Mm-hmm. I love that. You want to yeah. say that with a little vibrato. Yeah, Nini. no, Nini. <laughs> but uh, I've never noticed that goat. I, I mean, I've been seeing people, it was all over Facebook yesterday, people talking about the goat's gone, you know, they're going to miss seeing the goat and this, that, and the third, but I never noticed it. I guess I was too focused on the road. You That's know? a good driving technique then. <laughs> yeah, especially I mean, on 81, you always right? got to be focused on the road. I saw a video of somebody, I think it was uh, up in the Northeast somewhere because they're getting all these storms from uh, the hurricane or the tropical mm-hmm. storm Elsa. that is and uh there was a bunch of trees down in the road and uh, the local news was set up on the side you know getting ready to do their report and uh it, i mean it was a gigantic tree in the middle of this road and somebody wasn't paying attention drove right into that tree mm-hmm. uh that was again laying across the road uh and it was captured on video so that's that, a bad day yeah that is a tough that's a tough look uh, for that person that's for sure but again if you've missed any of the show today you can always listen back to it over on our panhandle live facebook page uh it's been all about remembering Martinsburg Mayor uh, Harry Johnson, who was gone uh, and taken from us uh, way too soon. We had 16th District State Senator John Unger on uh, to talk about his memories. Uh, Stacey Roan from the Boys and Girls Club of the Eastern Panhandle, as well as City Manager Mark Baldwin. And uh, that's a specifically, I think, a good conversation to listen to with uh, City Manager Mark Baldwin because you know, you get to hear that working uh, relationship mm-hmm. that she had. Because sometimes, right, sometimes people can be a little different, you know, from their work life and their personal life. But uh, it seemed like she was full speed ahead in both work life and uh, social life, personal life. What you life. saw is what you got. Absolutely. But again, you can listen to uh, uh, the entire uh, show over on our Panhandle Live Facebook page if you missed any of it. Uh, have a great weekend. For Marsh Kavalik, I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Uh, have a good one. We'll talk to you on Monday. WCST Berkeley Springs. This is the Panhandle News Network, a West Virginia Radio Corporation station.